Good morning. So, welcome back to another rambling um, made by myself, uh, talking about general issues to do with you know, physical health and what, how that affects our mental health as well. I did mention in my previous recording how I was going to talk about um, external factors that can really affect uh, people's mental health, especially my own. That being um, something to do with our current situation, and that is the coronavirus. Now, we're all experiencing this. There's nothing new in terms of me talking about, you know, the severity that we're, the situation we're in, you know, we're in a pandemic, and especially here in the UK, you know, back in March, we went under lockdown, a national lockdown, and, um, you know, despite death numbers being bad, they did go down uh, over the summer months, but since September... And, you know, things have tried to go back to normal, such as the schools going back and uh, people being more encouraged to go back to work, use public transport. Numbers of infections and cases and deaths have inevitably gone up. And it's gotten worse now because of uh, the winter months uh, on the on horizon, basically. We're in autumn now. And already, you know, this time of year, people start getting the sniffles. Um, I've had it a couple of times just because of the changing weather. And, you know, it is... Coronavirus aside, you know, this time of year, everyone gets a bit ill because, you know, your body's changing to get used to the, the changing conditions. And... You know, everyone, it's, it's, it's the summer year where, you know, you're kind of expected to, to start feeling a bit unwell because of the winter months. Adding on top of that, you've got this whole coronavirus business. Now, we're all, especially here in the UK, we've got these, these adverts on the TV quite regularly about, you know, um, symptoms and what to look out for, you know, consistent coughing, higher temperatures, uh, trouble breathing, that sort of thing to be an indicator. Um, and it's this whole thing of you never quite know you, you, you're infected by it or you're a carrier by coronavirus until a few days later when you know symptoms really take hold, which is quite worrying, really. When you know you, you, you're trying to live your life, you know, despite government. Um, rules and procedures about you know keeping distance from people, you are inevitably going to pass this on to some degree if you are a carrier. You know, it's just like the common cold. You know, you, you still keep your distance, but somehow, for whatever reasons, you know, you do pass on, you know, that that virus to people, and you know, I. I'm not going to mention my my career in all this, but 
during the the pandemic and the first major lockdown, I was working as a key worker, and I was surrounded by quite a few people, and you know at first it was quite daunting. You know it does get your anxiety up a little bit that you know you're not quite sure what to expect. You know, you do keep your distance, you, do, you are as protective as you can. But as the, as the summer months are going on, you know, you do lax a little bit because, you know, you, you hear that the virus doesn't trans, transmute as well, that's the right word to use, transport as well because of, you know, the heat. It's more of a, a you know, definitely got its greater impact um, in the winter months. So it wasn't that bad per se. You know, I'd get home from work and I'd take a shower straight away just to try and get rid of any lingering nasties on me. You know, and I'd, you know, I'll still have work to do. So I'll still keep distance from people. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm still in regular contact with my parents. So, you know, that, that's, that was a little daunting in terms of, you know, try not to pass anything to them because they are uh, they are getting um on now you know and they're not the surprise that they used to be and you know it is quite worrying the fact that you know you feel that you can be um a culprit to an illness which, you, which could do some harm to them you know and um especially as you know it, this does target an older generation more effectively so that in itself for me at least you know it gets me worrying you know it's um it's one of those sort of background worries that you just can't help but not think about and not worry about and you know it's, it's just there nagging at you and i've as i've mentioned in uh, previous podcasts I've taken on more of an agency work now because I've needed a bit of time away from literally full-time work ex- uh, very heavy full-time work and it, it, it sort of just wore me out so I've taken uh, this this route in terms of um, work and sort of income just so I can have a bit of time to unwind a bit and you know collect myself and, you know, just so I'm not being, you know, run down all the time um, and not sort of exp- wanting to have a life, basically. So I've been taking on these, these, these roles that come my way. And for the most part, they're great. You know, you're doing the best of both worlds. But... A couple of weeks ago, I took on this job, and I went I went to this job fine, felt fine in the morning, despite a little bit of nerves, because you're going somewhere new, you're not quite sure what to expect sometimes, and, uh, you know, I just felt fine in the morning, got there fine, you know, started my day fine, and then it got to... After lunch, you know, I took all precautions of, you know, sanitising, you know, my hands and everything. So I wasn't um, eating with dirty hands. But it got to after lunchtime and sort of in the, in the afternoon. And my, my stomach really 
took a turn. You know, it was really cramping up and I felt really uncomfortable. And then sort of around the same time, my chest was, was starting to feel really tight. It was starting to hurt. And, you know, you can't help but be a bit concerned over that. And everyone does when you start feeling unwell. You know, in, in, the, in, the, in the normal sense, you know, not, not with, um, notwithstanding the, the virus still being around. But I lasted, I lasted through. I did, I did my day. Um, but on my way home, you know, you, you, you know, you're in a confined space in your car, even though it's, it's a bit of a safety, you know, it's a bit of a comfort zone, you know, your car sometimes, depending on situations. And, but, you know, you, you're sort of crunching your body out as you, you know, as you're sitting down and it wasn't doing me any good. And, you know, I was starting to panic a bit by this point, but not overly panic, you know, it's not one of these, um, not a panic attack as such, because, you know, I've had them in the past. I know what they feel like, you know, you, 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 you everything becomes dizzy, you, you can't breathe, you know, you, you just don't know how to, to function, and it's literally horrible, you feel like you're dying. It definitely wasn't one of those moments. But, you know, it's just one of those sort of initial kind of, worries you know you get a little bit worse and they sort of fluctuate as you know because you, you just don't feel well you don't you know you uh, uh, it's hard to explain but you, uh, i guess anyone who's who's been ill you know you can relate to that in in, in your way but what what was bothering me was i spent the whole day in in proximity to a lot of people you know there was no way i could have avoided that you know, I, it just it just doesn't come with the role that I was doing, and you know, it, all it, all it takes is one person to just cough. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's just a normal cough, or you know, you, you could be coughing because you you, you know, you started choking a bit of water, or you know, you're drinking, you go down the wrong hole. It doesn't matter. That it's just that initial thing that can spread bacteria and the virus. And, you know, you, you've got no chance of avoiding it to some degree, you know. You know, you just have to put a bit of faith that, you know, it doesn't just affect you, you know, as, as you keep hearing of other people. And, you know, I, I got home and, you know, I felt absolutely rubbish. I... You know, I, I couldn't eat much. I had no appetite because my stomach was just just turning. You know, I, I felt sick, and you know, you just you, you don't you just don't want to chance it that you know something bad is going to happen. And you know, it, I I just took to going to bed for a couple of days just to do whatever I could. And I, I couldn't really you know keep things down. You know, things were just reacting with me. And my chest was really hurting. The best way I could just describe in terms of how my chest was feeling is that whenever <laughs> British summertime, of course, but whenever our summertime allows barbecues and you're the one cooking or you're in close proximity to you know the barbecue, there's going to be smoke. And you're inhaling that smoke and it's always the next day 
that you feel your chest is tight because you, you've, you, you've, in, you know, inhaled all of that smoke and, you know, you feel short of breath to some degree because you, you, your lungs are just not used to that sort of intake of, of nasties. And, you know, it felt like my chest was like that. You know, it felt tight. It felt horrible. It felt like, you know, I was, um, I, I'd been around sort of that, that barbecue smoke, you know, that sort of analogy if you want to use that here. Um, but it was horrible. I just couldn't breathe properly. I couldn't take a deep breath because it just really hurt my chest. And I thought, that's, is that anything to do with, you know, in correlation to my, to my stomach and everything like that? And then, I was trying to think, was what I was feeling and going through a combination of some subconscious fear of the virus, you know, and, um, you know, uh, it was, was the virus at the back of my mind playing on me that much that, you know, I had some degree fought it in the morning and, you know, overcome it, but as time goes on, you, you know, you do become a bit lax to things and you do maybe a bit of overconfidence on my part. I don't know, but was it that it, it took a, you know, it had, um, a second wind come in the afternoon and it, everything that I, I'd suppressed had sort of come back on me and these, these fears had just taken its toll on me, you know, because, you know, you hear all, all this doom and gloom on the TV, which is, you know, it's, it's necessary for you to realise the severity of where, where we are. But, you know, it's, um, you can't help but take heed from them as well. And, you know, I'm, I started to wonder whether, you know, it, it was because of this, this fear of the virus and, you know, contracting it to, to relatives, you know, people you're in close contact with. And, you know, because I, 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 as I said, you know, I'm I in regular contact with my parents. You know, they're, they're getting older now, so I do help them out quite a lot. And you know, it's their company, which you know, um, which you, you do take comfort from. You know, to help you out mentally as well. And. And um, I forgot where I was going with this, so I got distracted by some person outside letting their kid run around in the road. Um, so, hang on, I've got to collect my thoughts again now, it's really distracting me. <laughs> Idiot woman. Um, oh yeah, so that's it. Right, so, and then as... You know, I took, I, I, I sort of spoke to the agency and I said, well, I'm going to take this week off now, you know, because I, I need to sort of get myself back on, on my feet because there's no way I'll, I'll be functioning or, you know, properly for a good day's work, feeling the way I was feeling. And as the week was going on, I was starting to feel a bit more human again. You know, I was starting to move around without feeling like, you know, I was on... You know, I was being visited by, you know, Death's younger brother at the time, but it's, um, you know, 
you're cooped up all the time because, you, you know, you, when you're early, you don't go outside, you don't do much. You know, you just, all you do is kind of oversleep and, you know, because that's the way your body heals, you know, just by relaxing and sleeping and letting its body do its thing. And, you know, you, you cooped up, you start feeling a bit down and out because, you, you know, you're not doing much, you're not getting any fresh air or seeing much sunshine, etc. And, you know, it, it's not the first time I've really had this, but, you know, I suppose anyone who, who's who been really ill um, or n- not sort of been themselves and not really gone out much, you know, after, after a time, your brain does the dirty on you and you start, you start thinking things that are not particularly true or partly true or, you know, your brain just overreacts. And I was getting horribly nervous about leaving the house at all um, or doing anything that involves me being around a huge amount of people. And, you know, it, it really got to the point where I was starting to get really paranoid. You know, I, I just, you know, I would, um, you know, if, if the postman knocks at the door, you know, I wouldn't go to the, I wouldn't go to the post, you know, the post for a good sort of couple of hours. And I had, you know, it was just really bizarre. And I've, you know, and I've had that feeling before where, you know, you're so overcautious because of the way you feel and the way you, you don't want to feel this again that you take these extreme measures to, you know, to just eliminate the, these possible chances, even though it's it's extreme measures to the, the, just the level of just being a bit stupid, to be honest. But, you know, it really, it really started playing on me. And, and I, even now, I, I sort of think, you know, I'm, I'm, am I being overcautious about, jobs that I'm I'm agreeing to because of this underlying fear of the virus that's about to steal and bringing that virus home or passing it on to someone you know because not all people are as um competent so, so to speak, as some others, you know, in terms of wearing masks and cleaning, you know, so there are some people out there who still take it for granted. You know, they don't wear masks, they cover over the place, you know, they just don't believe in it. And it's it's those people you've got to worry about because, you know, who knows what they might be picking up because of their, their, their beliefs and thoughts on the matter. But for those of us who do take heed from what's being said, you know, by, by experts. And even though this whole virus is, is essentially new to us, is this, this, um, uh, the strain of the virus is new to us. You know, you, you still take the, um, the advice from those who are more expert in, in the, in the subject, in the area than you are. And, you know, you, you take what they say, you know, as, as almost gospel, you know, you, you wash your hands, you sanitize your hands, you, you wear face masks, you know, you do whatever you can, given their guidelines to, to protect yourself. 
And it's just worrying how many people don't follow those and just, just live their normal life. And it's, you know, it's, it's added, it's a little added worry to you that, you know, you sort of steer clear of these people because, you know, it's like, you almost look at them, you almost look at them now as if like, they're carriers of the plague to some degree because you just don't know what, you, you know, you, you do, you just don't know what, um, what, chance is going to befall you and you know that could be it you know just being around them you know it's just it's all those added worries that just play on you now and I know you know talking to my mum about this that she she's become very very scared of this virus you know she's you know she's been always been a bit of a neat freak and a clean freak anyway um she is not so much as she likes things clean. She just likes things tidy. So when people come round, they're not greeted by mess, and you know they, they it makes them it makes her feel nice that she's living in a safe and clean house. But I think that that's that want has has taken it to the extreme a little bit because she's always cleaning out every day in the house, and you know. It, pisses my dad off sometimes because he can't do anything that she wants him to do because he's always moaning for making mess and cleaning. So it's, it's, it's the catch-22. But, you know, it really, it really has worried my mum. And, you know, my mum's attitude and, you know, behaviour has changed a lot since all this because it is just a worrying time. And, you know, it, even now, you know, I... To some degree, I'm fearful of taking on other jobs and being around so many people because I just don't know what may happen. And and I know that's the wrong way to live. It's the wrong way to be thinking that, you know, you're living in isolation. You know, and uh, I know from stories that my mum's told me of her mum, um that uh, uh, there's no one's actually really realised or sort of um, comes to the conclusion about how this came about. But, you know, after the war, um, you know, she had lived through the war, she lived through the Blitz and whatnot. And, but for for some unknown reason that no one's been able to really figure out, she became really, really paranoid of sort of, leaving the house or being seen at the front door or going to the front door. Um, and she'd always have to go get one of, you know, the kids, or my aunts and uncles, uh, mum, to sort of go to the door, see who it is, and then pick up any, any deliveries that came. Because she just couldn't go to the door. You know, it's um, it was just this, this paranoid fear of, of someone being there or this and the other. And... You know, it's all always come out of the blue. No one, you know, really realised where this came from. And it, it lasted for quite a while. You know, I, I can't exactly tell you how, how long now, but, you know, a good couple of months or up to a year or something. But she got over it. But I suppose when you look at it that way, I can see to some degree how she feels because I suffered... I am suffering a little bit with, with venturing outside. You know, I might 
take myself around the block just to get some fresh air. But I'm still incredibly fearful now of, of being near people because it's just it's this fear that's just do, it is drummed into you by everything you hear on the news or the adverts about the rising cases of, of coronavirus. And, you know, it's, it's, that's it. It's, it, it. I know the way I'm thinking is the wrong way to live. You know, you can't live your li- life in fear all the time. But how far do you go before, you, you, you know, you, you do do things that, you know, to live a normal life? And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I... I it's everything's so uncertain in this time of year, especially with winter on the horizon. You know, people's health just generally slipping a bit because of the weather. And you know, I remember time uh, before where you know, <laughs> last year, you know, the year before that, when you know people have colds. You know, you, you, you're just picking up left, right, and centre, and you know, you, you suffer a full-blown cold from, like, October till March because of just the amount of germs that are around. You know, and on top of this, now we've got this virus, and you think, you know, it does really play on play on you mentally, your fear. And I'm I'm still working on this. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to get myself out of the house and do a bit of exercise, physical injuries um, allowing, of course. But... You know, I'm just trying to do that to clear my head more. And I, I, I can't tell you a time when I say, okay, fine, I'm going to do this now. I suppose it's just going to be whether mentally I'm going to be feeling confident to go back. You know, do I take from a small bit at a time? And I can't, you know, it's really hard to explain all this to someone, you know, um say with this agency or even my parents, you know, because even if there are this this generation, it's going to affect them more. How can you tell someone that you're feeling horrible amounts of fear because of something and it's affecting you mentally and have them, in a way, take it seriously? Because they're not the ones in your position you know, it's um, you know, there's always that sense of um, credibility to some degree. You know, from other people's points of view. You know, even though that it's the wrong way to have things, you know, but you know, it's, you know, it's, it's like what I said before uh, in my previous podcast about you know people who don't suffer hurt and you know and um, illnesses, you know can't really understand it from someone else's point of view who do suffer it because they just haven't got that mental awareness or understanding to 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 understand and um you know it's is trying to explain it to mum my mum will understand a lot more but if I was trying to explain this to my dad then I don't feel that he would necessarily understand it in a way that is affecting me because he hasn't and well hasn't in the past and is not now facing it to understand it 
to a degree that you know he can sympathise. And that's I think that's the problem with a lot of people with mental health, and you know who sometimes do feel great, other times don't feel absolutely you know shit under a rock. You know it's um it's unless one has gone through it and been through it, you know, they can't understand the challenges of, of just normal life. You know, you stay at home, this is your safe spot because you know you're in charge of keeping things clean and safe and, you know, for everyone else. But as soon as you step outside that door, all of that safety just goes out the window. And it, it's those, those factors, I think, which, you know, you can't control, which is you know, just does plow in your mind a little bit because you just don't know what to expect. You know, you, you're leaving it in the hands of of nature and and if you believe in God, then God, you know, in, in this instance. And, you know, I'm just trying to keep myself a level head about things, trying to reassure myself and just do what I can based on how I feel, current situations and like I said, you know, I can't give you a, a sort of a timetable to say that when this is, I'm going to feel any really better about this because I just generally don't know. You know, it's just, um, it's just one of these ongoing fights with yourself that, you know, you've, um, that you're just going to, you just need to tackle your own way and just hope for the best that people understand and can give you a bit of, leeway and a bit of bit of room to just feel comfortable again and you know it's um yeah I mean I I need to make a few phone calls today about things but I'm I, I can't help but feel that I'm I, I'm questioning myself am I ready for this am I comfortable again you know am I just forcing myself to live a normal life, even though mentally and probably physically as well, and you know, if I'm if I'm ready for this, you know, you know, I, I don't know, but you know, sometimes you know you need to bite the bullet, and that's that's good to some degree. But again, I think there's a there, there's that line to there's that line to cross, and you know what that line is, you know, despite what other people say, and. It's um, yeah. It's it's just a really difficult situation at the moment in terms of what's best to do and how to go about doing it and making sure that people can understand the situation you're in and can just just give you a bit of support, you know, to try and pick you up and just you know make sure that you know you're not becoming overwhelmed because at times. Even recently, you know, it has overwhelmed me. You know, some sense of panic has, has hit me. And I, I do think to myself, if this is something that's to believe that you hear on the news about this, this virus lasting for quite a long time, you know, is this fear going to last all of that time until we have vaccines and the numbers go down? You know, it's... um. You know, you do live in fear, and that that that's really horrible on your on your body and your mental health as well. And you know, it's you know, as soon as 
you know, you, you try and think more confidently about things, you know, this negative negativity just punches you down and, you know, you start thinking of negative thoughts. You start thinking of, you know, can I last, for the, can I last in the future? You know, you, you just can't help but inevitably think of the worst outcomes. And I have, I have thought of those. And I'm not going to lie that it's, it's frightened me because it has, but at the same time, I, I know what those situations are like. I've been in those. I've almost done things which could have ended me as a person. And currently I don't want to, to do that. I don't want to go down that route and go that far. Um, so I'm trying to just reassure myself all the time and just take things as I can so I'm not living in this constant fear and worry all the time and you know it is it's hard you know it's um it's hard but um I don't feel now that I'm gonna be able to talk about much else apart from me rambling on again and again and again about stuff so um I'm going to leave this this podcast here. Um, in terms of this episode, um, I might try and do updates about how I feel, you know, about how current situations are going in the future, uh, as sort of more of a sort of a diary entry, maybe. But um, yeah, like, as I said, if anyone's got any any comments or contributions to make, you know, please let me know how you're feeling in terms of this coronavirus is it has it been really affecting you uh what's your fears uh how are you trying to manage those fears because it you know it's for anyone who's listening to this we're all in the same boat here you know it, it, it's this virus is, is global you know so we're, we're, it's all affecting us in our own way so any ways that you know people are, are managing this uh mentally as well please get in touch and you know let me know and i can I can pass those along um, to any other future listeners. So that's the the whole the whole purpose of this is that you know it might not be completely relatable to you, but some aspects of it might be. So you know it's always just nice to be able to pass something along which may benefit someone else. So on that note, I will leave it here. Uh, please stay safe and well, and. I shall see you next time.